Welcome to the Rated JG Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gilly. Thank you all for tuning in. What's going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. And today, the topic at hand is UFC 246. Uh, it is no secret. I have came on here many times in the past and told everybody how much of a fight fan that I am and always have been, uh, whether it be UFC, Bellator, professional boxing, jiu-jitsu tournaments. I've always been fascinated with combat sports ever since I was a kid. So naturally, an event like this, I felt like I needed to come on here and kind of give you guys my little two cents on the on the subject at hand. So um, it's currently it's Sunday, um, January nineteenth, twenty twenty. The UFC two forty six card with Conor McGregor and uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone happened yesterday. So this past Saturday, and it was a clash of two fighters that necessarily two fighters that aren't necessarily on the best of streaks as far as success is concerned in the octagon, but it's also it lends itself to today's society and the fact that you got to see two of the biggest personalities in the sport meet up not for their successes not for their current streaks of wins but just because of who they are inside and outside of the octagon they bring such a presence and they have such a big fan base on both ends that's what led to this matchup so for those of you who don't know, I'll kind of go over the lesser known, uh, I guess, the lesser known fighter in this specific bout. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone is uh, becoming more and more of a household name now, but he is a huge name in the mixed martial arts community, and he has been for years. Um, Cowboy has the most wins in the UFC history, most finishes, most knockdowns, and most knockouts via kick. So, I mean, that right there lets you know the kind of history this man has inside of the octagon. Uh, he's done a lot for the UFC. He has outwardly spoken about how much he appreciates being a part of this, how Dana White has treated him, how that he, he's, just, he's just a man for the company. He does, he's known as the guy that will fight anybody, anywhere, anytime. But he's never really gotten the attention or the, quote, big money fight until obviously this past weekend. Um, but it, he is respected across the board uh, as far as in the UFC community, not even just for the successes he's had, but because of, because of the kind of person he is and the the charismatic personality that he has. Um, Donald is not the kind of guy that's going to talk trash. He's not the kind of guy that's going to throw anybody underneath the bus or anything just to get a couple of likes on Instagram or something like that. He's the guy that just wants to fight, just wants to get down and dirty and and let everything happen inside the octagon. He is also kind of being marketed as the all-American guy. He rides motorcycles. He He's the high-adrenaline junkie. He's always doing bungee jumping and shooting guns and drinking Budweiser. And, you know, just kind of he's the all-American dude. I think that's why he resonates a lot with a lot of people in the UFC community. And like I mentioned before, even though he has all these accolades on his record as far as, you know, most wins and so on and so forth, he's not necessarily on a streak of doing great things inside the octagon. It doesn't tarnish his name at all. He's just kind of fallen on hard times as far as finding the win column. 
But his opponent, Conor McGregor, is also in the same boat. You know, Conor hasn't won a fight since 2016, but he is Conor McGregor. And that name transcends the sport of mixed martial arts. Conor McGregor is a household name. And he he burst onto the scene a while back. Um, you know, he's been a, a staple in pop culture for four or five years now. He was the first ever two-division champion in the UFC. He coined the term champ champ. Uh, he he kind of started getting on everybody's radar outside of the fight community whenever he was doing his crazy antics outside of the octagon. You know, he he comes to the press conferences wearing the infamous Gucci mink jacket. Uh, he had the the Nate Diaz fights where the the amount of trash talk between those two guys was out was the things they're coming up with I couldn't even imagine they're, they're just great on the mic and Connor was just brought this this spice this this flavor that like nothing has been done before like that in in especially in the mixed martial arts community um, he just he resonated with so many people and he brought so many fans into the game. And he, you know, with he even had the notorious biography that which came out on the, you know, on Netflix and it was in theaters everywhere. I mean, Conor McGregor almost became removed from this the the sport of mixed martial arts, and he was just looked at as Conor McGregor, the the crazy Irishman that has the has the trash talk that everybody dreams of being able to have whenever they got the microphone in front of their face. He he is the guy. He's the the perfect person to build a company around and obviously the ufc took full advantage of that but connor himself in a way i guess he got a little too big for his britches um and it all started back with like the you know the champ champ status he earned he earned every bit of that in the octagon you know he they're not going to give you a belt unless you win it but from there he does the floyd mayweather boxing match not mixed martial arts, but boxing. Everybody remembers this spectacle. They did the the nationwide tour of basically him and Floyd were getting they were selling out arenas to talk crap to each other in promotion of their boxing match. And then everyone knows what happened with that. Connor gets beat, but Connor gets the one of the most lucrative paydays ever. I think it might have been the biggest payout in boxing history it wasn't not for him himself but the fight the floyd and connor fight was i think the highest purse for any um, boxing match in the history of boxing i could be wrong about that but either way they walked away with like i think connor got like a hundred million dollars for that fight some insane amount of money then he has the the proper 12 whiskey and all that he's making more money than you could even dream of and none of this has to do with mixed martial arts you know, we're talking about boxing, we're talking about whiskey sales. So, naturally, if this was happening to anybody, you're getting all these successes outside of you, the sport that made you famous, maybe you lose a little bit of focus. And Connor returns to the octagon to fight Khabib, and Khabib humbles him. Rear naked choke, you know, everybody remembers the fight. It was it was a little bit expected. Um, if you follow fighting, if you, you could kind of see this coming. Um, well, I don't. I don't want to act like I. No, nobody ever knows what's coming. It's a. It's a fight. You know, anybody can get caught. But a lot of people saw this happening. You know, Khabib was just was and is the kind of fighter that demands respect, that demands to be prepared for, that demands your full attention. And Connor didn't give him that. 
and he was humbled on a national stage. Um, that led to kind of a, a downward spiral of events for him, you know, with him Connors in in a bar and he punches an old man and breaks another guy's phone and he, he like I said he hasn't won a fight since 2016. So the name Conor McGregor has kind of had this overlying shadow in the last couple of years and it almost I don't want to say it has a negative connotation but it's definitely not the way that we used to think about him. I've been a Conor fan since day 1. Brought a lot of my fan or a lot of my friends into the Connor train, telling them, "Dude, you got to watch this guy." Back when he was a nobody, back before the Reebok deals, all that he was, he's always been Connor. And then the the biography comes out, and everybody watches the show, and they kind of get what I'm talking about, and everyone's buying into it. And then he's next thing you know, he's a global sensation. Regardless, all of that is just is to tell you, Connor and Cowboy are more. At this point in their career, these two were were and are like looked at as personalities, not like the fighters. They're kind of like, oh man, we got the we got the all American cowboy drinking Budweiser and riding motorcycles that's gonna fight this, you know, whiskey drinking shit talking Irishman. This is the clash of titans and it's in reality, in that weight division, there's plenty of guys that are way better than them currently. But that's just the facts. So all that goes to say, this event that happened uh, this past Saturday led to a lot of people kind of, uh, I, put a, I put a post on my Facebook and I said something along the lines of like, I have been the fight nerd for a long time. I was the guy when I was freaking 13 years old, saving up all my money to buy a, a UFC card to watch George St. Pierre fight BJ Penn to watch Frank Mir versus Brock Lesnar to watch, you know, Tito and Chuck. Like we've had, if you, if you were a fight fan years and years and years ago, like I was and am, we've had superstars, you know, Anderson Silva, we, we you, these guys have came and gone, but you've never seen anything like Conor McGregor. This, this guy, he has brought millions upon millions upon millions of fans across the globe into the sport of mixed martial arts and i said you know anybody that can do that has my respect think what you want about the guy think what you want about him as a fighter think what you want about him outside of the octagon everyone has an opinion i'm not here to discuss any of that i'm just telling you what the facts are and the facts are two to three years ago if you were to say conor mcgregor nobody would have known or excuse me maybe maybe four years four or five years ago you say the word conor mcgregor nobody really knows much about it Fast forward a couple years, you can't say the name Conor McGregor in 99% of the households in the U.S. Everyone's going to know who that is. Think about how many people right now couldn't give two shits about the UFC but tuned in to watch this fight. It's because of Conor. Now think about this. How many of those people can you go around to that could name you five guys on the UFC roster? I'd be willing to bet none of them. Maybe maybe a handful of guys can name you, uh, a, a, you know, a, a five guys on the UFC roster. Think about at any point in history. How many times can you could you name me, you know, ten professional boxers outside of you know Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson and George Foreman, and half of them only know who he is because of the the George Foreman grills and stuff. The, the point I'm trying to make is Connor is 
so good for the sport in the sense that he brings money. He brings faces. He brings butts into seats. He is a spectacle. He is the man. And Cowboy is finally getting his, you know, his turn in the spotlight. So it was leading up to this event. I wasn't even necessarily too, too excited about it. Um, just because the lead up to it, Connor was the most humble Connor we've seen in years. Um, he's not coming out in his Gucci mink jacket. He's not tweeting out terrible things about Cowboy and his family and his friends. He's not going on every talk show talking crap every chance that he gets. He's not He's not doing what makes Connor Connor. And that is that was a, a telltale sign for me, like this dude's coming to play. And every bit of lead up to this fight that Connor, um, any kind of social media posts that he did have to lead up to this fight were strictly training videos. And Connor's fighting at 170. And he came out, all these videos, everybody's going, holy crap, man, he's looking like a solid 170 like he looks like he belongs in this division he just he's not playing any games he's he's here i think that he got his big slice of humble pie and was ready to take it to him and cowboy was doing the exact same that he's always done he's you know just being cowboy there's nothing wrong with that he's not changing up his game plan at all but i just saw this hunger in connor this it, it was it was kind of if I was a betting man, I would have put all the money that I had on Connor. I'll put it that way. And he's just kind of changing. Or, you know, it, it could all be a facade, but he's, he's just changing. Um, he's got more money than he knows what to do with. He's And he's donating a lot of it to the, the you know, to Australia with all the fire victims and everything. He's been respectful to Cowboy during and um, leading up to the fight. And the conclusion of the fight was Connor knocked, you know, gets a TKO. 40 seconds into the first round. Not even me. I mean, I definitely didn't see that coming. And Connor came out like a freight train. I mean, they get in the clinch. Connor is doing this. I don't even know what you would call it. He It's in the clinch, and Connor's throwing his shoulder almost like an uppercut. So, I mean, he, he definitely threw Donald off balance and kind of bloodied his nose. But, I mean, imagine being clinched up with somebody your, your size and just next thing you know, you've got their shoulder in your mouth and in your nose over and over and over again. So Connor came out to play. I don't think any of that was an accident. I think that's something you train for. So he gets these shoulder, shoulder over and over again. And next thing you know, he takes a page out of the Amanda Nunez versus Holly Holm book. And he head kicks the head kicker. Connor launches the most beautiful leg. I mean, the most beautiful head kick I've seen him ever throw. Couldn't have landed more perfectly right on the jaw of Donald Cerrone, who is known for leg kicks. I just mentioned earlier that he has, he has the most um, knockouts via kick in, in UFC history, and then he has that happen, just like Amanda Nunes did to Holly Holm. You know, the world-renowned kickboxer gets knocked out with a kick. This is crazy. This is what makes me love sports. This is what makes me love UFC, is you can't tell what's going to happen that's what the beauty of it. That's why people bet. That's why people keep watching the sport. And got me super fired up. I'm thinking, holy crap, this is going to set off a whole new wave of Connor. And I honestly was thinking, okay, well, you know, he was humble up till this point. Now, once Joe Rogan gets in the octagon and puts the microphone in front of his face, we're going to see Connor again. And he really wasn't. 
he was he remained humble in his victory. He thanked Donald. He hugged Donald's grandmother who was inside the octagon. Like I don't know. This is a this is a big thing for me. I feel like and a lot I feel like a lot of fight fans too. Don't get me wrong, I love I love the Connor that was flashy and flamboyant and in everybody's face, making fun of Floyd Mayweather, flaunting his money. That's the stuff that kind of got Connor to where he is. But I think if you are a true fan of the sport, you do love to see this. You know, Connor went through that phase in his life and it bit him in the ass as far as his fighting is concerned. You know, those decisions he made obviously led him to be one of the most rich athletes in the world, but he's a fighter first and foremost. And I kind of see glimpses of him wanting to become that fighter again. And I, the fighter that I think he can be. So like I said, Connor wins and he, he, he's humble in his victory and then he kind of starts poking fun at all the 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 bad boys in the division that were there to watch him fight. You know, you've got Kamaro Usman and you've got Jorge Masvidal in the crowd watching him, and Connor's kind of jawing at him. And I can't wait for that fight. I think it. I think the UFC is going to do. You know, we're going to see game bread versus notorious. I think they're going to give Jorge to Connor, or excuse me, give Connor to Jorge first to kind of see because we had Jorge fighting for the BMF title. Uh, against Nate Diaz a couple months ago. We all saw how that turned out. That was lackluster at best. But here we go. Connor and Jorge, oh my God, that would be, that's probably going to be the equivalent of to what Jorge, or to what Connor and Floyd were in boxing. You talk about two of the deepest fan bases around any fighter in the UFC. You've got Jorge, you know, you're street Jesus, and then you've got Connor who has an entire country behind him. So this is all speculation. It's super early, but you'd like to think that you're going to see that happen, and hopefully pretty soon, because Connor didn't even get touched in that fight. So it's just, I wanted to come and talk to y'all about how, like, the the power of personality, the power of charisma, the power of of being humble, what that does. So you got the, you got these guys that basically got this opportunity because it wasn't for a belt or anything like that. People forget this was just a main event. It wasn't It wasn't for a championship or anything. They got that opportunity based upon who they are, what they bring to the table as far as their personalities are concerned because they have fans. They have people that watch them. They have people that follow their social medias, follow their every move. That's what led them to this point. And now it's time for Connor to put, you know, he, the, hopefully the talent is going to have to take over the charisma because we've already seen that Connor. We know what that Connor can do. There, there is no more crap. He, he can't, he can't one up all of his shit talk that he's done in the past. I mean, it doesn't get any better than what we've already done. So now it's kind of like we get to see what he's, he's made of. This is, he's in one of the most, if not the most competitive division in the UFC. And these guys are coming for him. And I'm very excited to see where this leads us. But long story short, UFC 246 is passed. Connor wins. Uh, he was respectful to Cowboy. Love Cowboy. Wish him nothing but the best. Now we're going to get to see how this ball is rolling as far as what Dana White and the UFC brass can do to put more more butts in the seats. Because we've got John Jones fighting next next month in February. There's a lot of things on the table for this year. And I think that this Connor win in this fashion is going to lead to some stuff that we didn't think about before. But to all the people that are just now 
seeing who or, or what the UFC has to offer. Like this is, there is so much more than what y'all saw this past weekend. I can assure you, if you watch these, even the fight nights, the the contender series, there's so much to be involved in and to watch. And I'm glad I've sucked a lot of my friends into becoming UFC fans over the past couple of years because I'm not on the couch watching them by myself anymore. I've got buddies that are into it now. So that's awesome. And I'm sure that this fight is going to do nothing but kind of further solidify that the UFC and Conor McGregor are here to stay. They're on the come up and this is going to bring a lot more a lot more eyes to the sport that are that are already here and you know friends and family are going to start figuring this out and I just can't wait. But Connor up to this point has been a whole different Connor than what we saw last night and I'm excited to see what the future holds in this division. I'm excited to see what the future holds for Connor and even if he goes back to you know the Gucci mink throwing $100 bills into the crowd talking crap, nobody's going to be mad about that either because that's who Connor is. But hey, this little slice of humble pie that got him to here, I'm all for it. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you guys later.